You're listening to the Rogers Waterfowl Podcast. This is A.A. Ron Jones. Chandler Smith here. Let's talk some waterfowl. And we should be live now. All right. What's going on? You can see us, and we can see comments right there. Yes. So we're good to go. February 6th, last day of Missouri goose hunt yeah. uh, season. We got as a long. So what what ends today? Specs and Canada's? Yeah. And then. Uh, Brant's, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget the Brant's. That is correct. <laughs> yes. And then we have the conservation order coming up. Really quickly, it'll be right up I'm on us. I'm trying to think for the life of me if I've ever seen a brand that I'm aware of. I haven't. And you've been over. Do you guys see those ever? Are they rare? I, I've never seen a brand. And I'm, I mean, I'm sure if I've seen 5,000 honkers, maybe there's one in there, but it's like a black duck. I mean, I first saw my first one that I can honestly say I saw a black duck in Kentucky, and that was four weeks ago. Yeah, four weeks ago, almost exactly. But it was one of those instances where, you know, you see a group of mallards coming and you're like, boom. Actually, Bo pointed that out. He's like, that is a black duck. And I was like, holy smokes, that is absolutely a black duck. We couldn't get it to come in, unfortunately. But it was a situation where you 100% knew that that was a black duck flying with those mallards. Mm-hmm. Um, but a brant. Yeah. Brants are they're one of my bucket list birds, I believe. Sure. That's I think that's one of the things I need to work on getting on within the next couple of years. All right. But we got a, got a good amount of people watching right now. Um, Forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, it, we it's eleven o'clock, unannounced, random live podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So. But we usually start out with live. We say, you know, where you're watching from. Uh, definitely put that in the comments. And then if you're if you had a great honker season, you got into them, go ahead and give it the the heart um, emoji or whatever. And then if you're ready for the snow geese. Give it the thumbs up. I could not give it a heart. Or if you're ready for turkeys. Yeah. Give it the smiling smiley face. face. Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm ready for. Yeah. I do not get into snow geese. And we got some guys popping in from Oregon, all sorts of stuff. But today we're going to kind of talk about goose season in review, our seasons in review. Um, Josh here, he's put the hurting on some honkers and some ducks. Been trying to. The past two months, really. I mean, it's been really pretty, pretty good. Um, guys, if you don't know Josh, uh, he, he runs a the Outdoor Limits YouTube channel, um, mm-hmm. and it's duck and goose hunting and, I mean, all sorts of different outdoor stuff. Um, he's been doing it for a little bit, for decently. How many years now? Um, five? Three? Probably five. five. I was going to say. Five for, for real. Started the channel when I was in high school and then picked it up again, and then it kind of took off. That's awesome. Yeah. And yes, it did take off for sure. It took off. It took off, no doubt about that. Yeah, and so That's primarily awesome. you're doing duck and goose hunting. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. This spring, hopefully, I'll be doing some turkey hunting and fishing. But you know, t- I I like to spend my time in the off season talking about how to call ducks. Here's some tips on how to kill ducks and decoy spreads and gear reviews. So, you know. I like to talk about duck hunting in the off season. I'm kind of an addict. <laughs> yes, as is anyone who's gotten into it deep knows that. Yeah, it is very addicting. So this year, one thing I do want to know is when we spoke last, it was what September, maybe? Mm-hmm. It was before the season, maybe it was October. Right after teal season. Yeah, it was right after teal. Yeah. Yeah. You had talked about you've you've got your kayak, and then you talked about you know you've got a canoe. Which one did you utilize more this year? So I u- I utilize my kayak more than my canoe. Um, it, the canoe I've got is an 11-foot, 9-inch solo canoe. And I when I first got it, I was like, this is going to be perfect for what I need. But my needs kind of changed between last season and this season, and it didn't really serve much of a purpose because I like to take a lot of decoys with me, and that little canoe couldn't hold a whole hell of a lot. So I... I like the kayak because the sit-on-top kayak, it holds two dozen mallard floaters pretty easily, and uh, it's a lot more stable, and I feel more comfortable hunting out of it, especially on a lake. So that was the new venture this year was the kayak? That was last year. Last year, okay. okay. Yeah. I, unfortunately, and you, and you tried a little bit of the canoe this year. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. I wasn't able to get out in the kayak much because public land wasn't very good in my area. We had some... 
water and rain and different weird season stuff like that to mm-hmm. play into that. Um, so, so did a little bit on the kayak, but what was what what did you find else that worked really well this year? Um, we do have some guys on here jumping in from Wichita, watches your channel all the time. Sweet, welcome. And we got we got Jersey, North Dakota, you know, Oregon here. I mean, all sorts of guys Minnesota. jumping in. From uh, all sorts of all different parts of the country, but uh, that's right, Joey Mallard's bro, Mallard's bro. Yep. But uh, so a little bit of kayak this year. But what else did you find that was really uh, that really worked well? Was it certain spots or certain style of hunting? Uh, were you hunting a lot of goose decoys and killing mallards? Were you hunting you know floater mallards? You know, and then killing geese every once in a while, kind of thing. I think. Some of the most effective tactics I've had was utilizing an A-frame blind this year. It, one, it's more comfortable, and then also I think it just it hides more people better. So if you're hunting with more than three guys or even three guys in one A-frame, it works perfectly. And um, I've had a lot of really good luck on farm ponds with geese this year. And um, got a friend, got multiple friends. We've got some awesome spots. They take me along, and, you know, without them, wouldn't be going on these hunts. That's true. And I think I think you hit the nail on the head with the A-frame style of blind, often hiding three guys better because I I do visit and hunt with friends, and sometimes you try to get your blind, blinds all brushed in. I leave some brush on mine all the time, and then I always grab what's around too. But your hide's only as good as your weakest link, so if somebody slacks on brushing in their blind, mm-hmm. that's, that's no bueno. So I think an A-frame where you can get somebody to just dive in and finish it off right there and and get that job done yeah yeah did you end up using two frame blinds quite a bit or just or or was a lot of times it's just one so most of the time i was hunting with like five guys so we would put two a frames together and that worked out really well for us because you know you get you get a little bit more room with five guys and two a frames we did fit four in the three-man goose buster but uh it got a little tight so so guys if you didn't know we make a a-frame style blind it's called the three-man goosebuster blind um and josh got to use one this year but we called it a three-man because we felt like it was that's what we really needed to say because it four guys it gets really tight you got a lot of guns sitting there hanging around um it's just i mean you're shoulder to shoulder if you're if you're unless you're talking about maybe some kids can fit in there a little better but four guys is a little much so we called it a three-man blind but it's still eight foot wide but uh, and unfortunately, we are sold out at this point. We've had quite a few people ask, "Hey, you know, snow goose season coming up. We want to get some, but we'll have more this summer. We'll uh, we'll have some coming back in for the fall. Yeah. But uh, it was a good good blind. And um, so on your hunting a lot of ponds and like kind of loafing areas, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, did you what kind of you know, decoys? I mean, did you use a lot of goose floaters, or did you use all full bodies, or was it a blend of everything? You throw out the whole loaf, you know, kind of. Like it was a pretty good mix on the goose goose uh, loafs that we were hunting. We would put out probably two to three dozen goose floaters, and you know, five to six dozen full bodies on the bank, just kind of making it look a little lively and match what we've been seeing when we scout. Yeah. Um, Shooting a lot of ducks over goose spread like that too. Not a lot of ducks. Not a lot of ducks. No, a lot of geese though. Did you have a good duck season this year? Ours was kind of hit and miss. Mine mine was kind of hit and miss. I had a few good hunts, but mainly it was pretty hit and miss. Yeah. yeah, we've talked about it. We had like three major fronts during duck season. One was right at the very beginning. One was somewhere in the middle, and one was like the last weekend mm-hmm. for us. And we took advantage of all those fronts, but after that it was like 75 and and great weather. And um, that was literally the only time that the hunting was good, too. That yeah. was good. It yeah, was we had, you know, solid. Like some blizzards that would come in on Sunday. We'd be out there in the blizzard, shoot our limit of mallards, and then the next day we'd wake up, and it would be 65 degrees, and all <laughs> yeah. that snow would be melting. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like, just right. crazy. It was a it was very up-and-down winter this year. It's starting to get a little – and it was kind of up-and-down January. Not it, got, it definitely got colder here, but – it seemed like the, the the good push of honkers really didn't show up till a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, that's for sure. We we've seen a pretty good push of honkers. Now in Kansas, we still have two weekends left of goose season. I know. So we ended. We're ending today. I mean, if we could go out this afternoon, we could get our last last straw, last last fighting effort. But I mean, it ends I, today. I'm and Snogie starts tomorrow. I mean, after the podcast, we could make that happen, right? <laughs> I mean, um, last day in Missouri, so 
but uh, you still got a Missouri stamp. You're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, guys, jumping in here. Um, a lot of a lot of guys talking about their first time this year. Um, killed the first Drake. Nice. Twenty two geese this year. First year, I think. Um, guy from Pittsburgh, Kansas, kind of local guy, but not. You know, he watches your channel all the time. And Sweet. another guy, first season, he said he killed it in, in Utah hunting solo. Utah is one of the places I'd like to go hunt. There you go. I think doing some Salt Lake action. Utah and Montana, both. Montana honkers, Utah Yes. Mm-hmm. No weather in Alabama yeah. yet. Yeah. He <laughs> cut his grass. He's been cutting his grass in January. Well, it's better than shoveling snow, I guess. Mm-mm. Yeah. No, I'd rather shovel snow because that means there's probably birds in a field somewhere. Yeah. Or on a pond. But, um. Yeah, with the with the loaf ponds though, all these warm days, it made for phenomenal goose loaf spots. Yeah. They'd go for a quick feed, leave come the back. roost, get a quick feed, and come back to a loaf spot. And those warm sunny days, did they? And did what we talked about hunting geese on water, so much fun. Oh, oh it's it a blast. <laughs> did they, so they work fun. really well. Oh, it seemed like every time they're yeah, just kind of just right into maple the leaf and just, ten yards away from the blind. Yeah, just waylay them. It, it was a blast. One of my buddies, at 10 yards, I saw him smoke two geese with one shell. Oh, yeah. That is that is fun. That's pretty fun when they're that close and that tight. Um, did you did you have to do a lot of scouting? I mean, where there's, like, just kind of a lot of birds in the area, and you're, you know, they're loafing on here, here, and here. Or was it just, like, one area, one body of water, one it's little just pond? the same, mainly just the same pond over yeah. and over again. It's just a, it's a hot spot, I guess. Yeah. Did you try to like, not, you know, blow them out kind of thing or? Yeah, we it? were pretty selective on when we hunted it, but sometimes it came in as a plan B. Yeah. When something fell through, and it's like, okay, we're gonna go hunt here, set up, and you know, I think the worst we did on that pond was shoot, I don't know, thirteen geese. Which in Missouri, yeah, you guys can shoot three apiece, but in Kansas we can shoot six. Exactly. So I feel bad for you guys. Yeah. Well, like, like I was telling you earlier, yeah. we're looking for spots to hunt in Kansas more often than we are Missouri. Well, see, I live on the Kansas side too. We just we didn't get into the hunkers. It was very unfortunate. But you know, there's some states I didn't even realize it that um, I made a post a few days ago, like you know how many birds you're allowed. And I think there's a couple states on the East Coast where they're allowed one bird this year. Mm-hmm. I'm like, man. There were like two mallards. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Go set up for one honker and then you're done. Yeah, I wouldn't. That, yeah, that's a tough call there. I mean, I love hunting. I love chasing geese, but for one goose, that's tough. And and that's what I don't understand, too, because if you're on the border of that state, you might be right across the river from a spot where you can shoot three. For instance, Missouri and Kansas, we can literally just go on the other side of the river and go from three birds to six. It's, you know, go figure. <laughs> that's how it works. So, so Johnny's jumping in here. He's saying that he's got a youth hunt tomorrow. I'm guessing ducks or something. I don't know. Um and he's got to watch for snakes. So that's the type of weather he's dealing with. Yeah, it sounds like teal season here. Yeah. Yeah. Snakes, alligators. And yeah, all the fun stuff. All the fun stuff. I can handle snakes. They don't bother me. Alligators, I might be a little. I'm always, when I'm wading in farm ponds, I'm always scared I'm going to step on a snapping turtle. And it's going to bite me. I've I've kicked some turtles before, but never been bit. Leave in the comments. Yes. <laughs> have you guys ever been bit by a snapping turtle or while you're waiting? You guys down south, have you ever kicked an alligator underwater while you're waiting? And is it true that, like, they won't bite you while they're underwater? Is it like you pick a skunk up by its tail and it won't spray you either? I mean, is this... I don't know about that one. <laughs> is, is this all real or is this, like, fake news? Um, interesting. I mean, I haven't encountered anything besides large stumps when I'm waiting. And, and that, then they usually... Or a rock. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, large stumps usually I fall victim to those. A little overflow of a river area we hunt, and it is stump city. And I'd rather deal with stumps than silty ponds. That is true. We agree. This place, though, I will tell you, it's a silty and stumpy. So it's the worst. Mm -hmm. It's the perfect duck like duck height level. It's muddy. It's just a great little spot, but um, you know, it's not very deep. But it is silty, and there's a lot of stumps that are just under that water this year. And uh, don't get in a hurry. You just you just start getting hurry moving decoys around. You don't think about it. The next you step on a stump, and these stumps were so big that you can't like recover. Like your next step is like on the top of it, and then you still are falling. And uh, every year, one person is always gonna you know eat it face first in the water. Mm-hmm. 
and you got to figure out you're so low so you got to really got to figure out what are you going to get wet and you really got to try for your arms because if you don't your whole waders will fill up and it's a mess okay we we need to apologize to levi he said he's trying to do homework and we're doing, we're doing a podcast thanks josh <laughs> anytime levi yes levi hunts with me yeah so yes oh what a studious person yeah I would be doing the same thing, homework to the side, watching. Yeah. So on the on these loaf pond hunts, um, sitting up on A-frames, trying to keep the sun at your back? Uh, more with the wind at our back. Yeah, the I mean, sun doesn't yeah. play a huge issue. So you as got wind at your you back. Get, as long as you get good grass on that A-frame, you try and cover up that big hole in the middle, keep your heads down. Usually so no you really, you know, really not cross shooting them too much, or kind of angle a little bit, or just you know they're coming right in at just you, straight in most of the time. Yeah. So you got to work on that hide, make sure yeah. it's mm-hmm. hide's got to be good, and got to keep the head down because yeah. they're going to be looking right at you. Because sometimes they'll come in and then they'll swing out and around around the blind and then swoop in. So if you you got to keep that grass covered for the most part. You work on the sides pretty good too, so when they do swing that. Mm, not as much as I should. <laughs> it gets hard to keep up with it. Yeah. yeah. Cutting the grass and all that. Yeah. And then another thing that I struggle with sometimes is I'm filming with a camera. So it, sometimes I'm like, okay, can the birds see me? Can they not see yeah. me? Uh, I've, I've found it's pretty easy. If you get kind of wispy grass in front of the blind, you can f- kind of film through that. Yeah. So you're saying there's, do they swing once? You said they kind of come in, come around and then jump right in there's usually one swing mm-hmm. or sometimes they just cup up and come right in other times they'll work you once or twice generally by the third time they swing you're either going to shoot at them or they're gone so you, you do some of the calling when those situations and they're coming in so we've kind of talked about this in our last podcast but for you it's just different you know everybody's a different hunter for when they're coming in are you are you talking to them? Or are you trying to stay quiet unless you need to? Kind of what do you, what's your what's your calling thoughts? My, my philosophy with geese on water is give them a little bit of clucks, some honks, and let them do the rest. You don't need to talk to them. I was always told to just talk when they talk. So if a goose honks, you honk back. No crazy lesser sounds on a farm pond. It's just not realistic. Yeah, so you're just trying to, you're you're playing you're playing repeat kind of you know back and forth. You they Pitch hit and it, catch. And you try to, yeah, you try to hit the same thing, same tone. I think that's that's why I like doing it. You know, geese out there honking and you're talking to them. You need you start communicating, and, and it's it's pretty fun to bring them in that Do way. Do you find yourself calling softer at all since that sound can bounce off that water instead of trying to blow them out when they're coming at you? I've never thought about that before, but I I try to keep it pretty low and mellow on a pond because it's a it's a loafing area you're not screaming at them yeah they're not fighting each other over a field they're just on a pond relaxing enjoying the sunshine and eating some grass taking a swim nice little wednesday yeah yeah some other guys definitely watch your channel and another guy's asking if you're doing some turkey hunting we were just talking about that we were just talking about turkey hunting i'm hoping to get out and shoot a turkey this year uh might be a little bit difficult with all the personal stuff going on but hopefully i'll find time to get out in the turkey woods Mm -hmm. absolutely and I've I've got a question. All you guys from Kansas this year, Josh and I were talking about this. I live in Kansas. He lives in Kansas. So I had a buddy who called me last night, and he's like, dude, Kansas is only one bird this year. We just looked it up, and we read it, and it reads that units one and two are still two birds. But then I've got two different Kansas zone spring maps. turkey zone maps, and I'm so confused. So you guys listening right now, what can you find? Like, I'm We couldn't figure it out from the two different spring turkey maps. I would trust the one on the website yes. more than the one that your friend sent you. <laughs> but it's, it says Kansas spring turkey map, so it that's does, why I'm confused. Been... Did it say 2020 or 2019? It had no date. It had no date. Neither of them do. But the one on the on the website had managed turkey. I just don't know if that's different than just like normal. Like managed, is that only, I don't know. But it's like deer management zones. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know. Growing Anyways. up in Missouri but now living in Kansas, it's all kind of foreign to me on how they do things because you, you get set on one system conservation rules seasons and all that and then it's hard to bring it all together for a whole new system but i don't know spring turkey hunting is like my thing that's what i love to do so that really concerns me yeah i are felt you, it are you still going with the bow this year or are you going to take out the the boomstick i've been saying for the last three years that i want to shoot a turkey with a shotgun again because i haven't for like three years and then i can't wait until the gun season because in kansas uh, you know a week ahead of time you can go out with your bow 
And so that gets me out there a week earlier because I can't wait any longer. And then, boom, I shoot them all on the same day or one on Saturday, one on Sunday, and then I'm it. That's it. So I want to shoot one with a gun again. That's a horrible problem to have. Exactly. But I want to shoot them with a gun. It's so fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to do some running gunning this year. A little little bit more than, than like, set up a spread and hunt. I want to do some just, like – some like locate tons of locator like move in mm-hmm. you know stock it stock mm-hmm. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do that that's how I'm gonna hunt this year. Okay, um, this year I'm gonna try and hold out until gun season in Kansas. I'm gonna try. I might even do some some cruising some rivers and then stopping and and locating and then go down a little bit farther and locate and go down a little bit farther and stop and locate. And That'd be kind of fun to do on a kayak. That's what I'm saying. A kayak. I'd probably be using a canoe, but. Uh, yeah, kayak, canoe, whatever. I've got some some real skinny water, or some real tight river areas that I know have turkeys because I've seen them there in that area. And yet, you know, I think the rule is you have to be outside the blind to do or outside the canoe to to do the locator stuff. So you just kind of pedal down, go 100 yards or 500 yards, and then jump out. You know, get up in a good area to where your locator, if you're using an owl hooter or you know crow, whatever. You can just beat the side of the canoe if you want to. <laughs> well, yeah, shut trap doors. That gets turkeys yeah. gobble every time. So. But then just try to find find where some some toms are at, and then you can go go jump around. And well, and the thing too is, I mean, all you got to do is pull the liners out of your waders, and they're comfortable enough. You can just wear them. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that works. That's what I'm going to try to do this year. It might be fun. That would be fun. Do you bow hunt at all? No, I don't. Don't bow hunt. Have you shot a how to shot a bow? Compound bow? I've r- shot one. Traditional? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have a recurve, but yeah. I would. I thought about turning that into a bow fishing bow. Yeah, I was hoping you'd do like recurve Canada goose loaf pond hunt. Crossbow. Yeah. <laughs> I do a crossbow. I, I've done a compound uh, goose hunt on on a pond, which is pretty fun. But recurves are so big and bulky that would be, be tough. tough. You'd have to like lay down and then at the last minute. But kinda, think about it. It could be a frame blind with a crossbow on top. Oh yeah, that'd that be would, so fun. Absolutely. absolutely. With the guillotine heads. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, yes. we're just thinking of another Mallards bro yeah. thrown out there. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's a lot of good. He's got a lot of good Canada goose hunts guys. If you haven't seen the channel and you want to mm-hmm. watch some of that hunt, um, that's what a lot of guys are jumping in and saying. Um, we've had a had a pretty good season with with uh, ducks and geese, but it could have been better with the weather. I can answer this question from Brandon. I'll tell you, Brandon. Um, I always use like a Sawyer like permethrin spray. It's the yellow stuff. You spray it all over your clothes. I do inside and out, and then I let it dry. But one thing I started doing probably, it's probably been about five or six years ago, and it's going to oh, sound really you're weird. eating something, right? I take a garlic supplement, like a garlic vitamin. Oh, yeah, it's a lot of garlic. Yes, and but you don't smell like garlic. But I just take a, a garlic vitamin supplement. It's I don't remember how many milligrams or whatever, but it's just one of those little clear gelatin things. And I can tell you for the last like five or six years, as much time as I spend in the woods hunting mushrooms, hunting spring turkeys, looking for sheds, I don't think it's been... I mean, I've probably had one, maybe two ticks actually that have bit and hooked in me that I found, you know, a couple hours later in probably five years, probably three ticks total. I'll find some crawling on me, but not very much. So the combination of the permethrin spray and taking a garlic supplement, man, I and maybe that's an old wives' tale, but it seems to have worked for me, so I just keep doing it. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So a garlic supplement and that permethrin spray, and I'm no, no problems. So does he start smelling like garlic at the office? No. <laughs> no, no, he doesn't. But I remember he did something different. We all I've never done that, but I've done the permethrin for sure. We always do a permethrin bath or we take, you know, usually when we go up and do this stuff, either we're working on a deer property or we're turkey hunting or something like that in the spring. We'll take, we'll, you know, we'll drive up and, you know, whatever clothes you got on. But then we'll have a next set of clothes in a bag that kind of goes out on a trailer on the back of the truck and we drench and a lot of times you want to do this the night before yes. and we coat this stuff and inside out and permethrin and uh you know you got to let it dry and then like overnight kind of thing and then and then put it on and you know kind of you can tuck your pants into the socks kind of stuff and help that way but it does i mean the permethrin does really well now i've used several other brands um i think it's, it's like repel they make like a a green can, a blue can, a red can, and I've tried all of those, and I've put them on, and I didn't let it fully dry. And one, it didn't keep the ticks off, and two, like I, it created like some sort of rash on my leg, right? Like was wet on my leg, and yeah, it was no good. It was there for a couple of days. So 
when it says make sure it's dry, make sure it's dry. Yeah. Because you never know what's going to happen. And the guy who asked the question, Brandon, he yeah. he did say he, he heard about the garlic supplement thing, and he thought it was, someone was messing with him. Dude, I, I promise you, Brandon, it, it has worked for me. Now, I don't know, but it works for me. So I stick to it. Maybe it's a superstitious, but He uh, looks whatever. a little yellow during, you know, that time. It's, you know, Turkey here, season, but, yeah. But it's all right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep doing it. I encourage you to try it. Yeah, I'll have to try it. Do it. If, see. If, if I, I hate ticks, and especially with that crap now where you can't eat the red meat from the Lone Star tick, I want none of that. That's not for me, thanks. I mean, I, I, I'm probably a, a 5 to 10 a year kind of guy. Um, I use permethrin a lot. Sometimes we get lazy, and I, we just have to rely on really heavy-duty bug spray, but um, I'll have to try it and see if I can get less than that. Works. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I'm sticking to it. We got a knowledge bro out there. Okay, what's your hat? What's your hat say? Oh, it says Spoonies, bro. Hey, there we go. Hollywood Spoonie love. That's right. You have to. Yes. So we're. Uh, I mean, I guess it sounds like our minds are on turkey right now, but the spring conservation order for us starts in tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but for you, I don't know if it starts tomorrow or not. But uh, mm. you got any plans to do any of that? Um, I don't know. You don't know. Working on something. I'm not a big snow goose guy. Yeah. But if I get a phone call from one of my buddies that says, hey, I got a snow goose feed, I might go. But snow geese, they just, they're the white devil. Literally. Hate them. Yes. Hate, hate, hate them. So I don't hunt them much anymore, but I used to live up north where a buddy and I, we tried to have some snow goose spread. So we'd get like 10 guys in between 10 guys. We'd have several hundred snow goose decoys. But you, yeah, one, you got to have a thousand decoys or it's not going to work. And two, we'd set out five or 600 decoys and we'd get them all set out. And then you'd get a group of 25 birds that would go sit in the field next to you. And then all the rest of the afternoon, thousands of birds would go where those 25 did. And you're just watching them. It's just, they're the devil, white devils. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like them. I don't like Too much either. work and, yeah. To me, that's one of those situations where if I really want to shoot some snow geese, one, it's guys that have already got all the stuff, or two, just pay whatever and go with an outfitter for a day or two. Let them do all the work. If you really want to shoot them that bad, mm-hmm. go with an outfitter. It's easy. They do all the work. It's You just go and sit and shoot. Yeah. One of my friends that I went with last year is an outfitter and, you know, it's the way you do it. Yeah, exactly. It's so much easier. Yes, I've got a friend too that is an outfitter for that. I might have to hit him up this year because it's been a few years. But there's, I, I don't have any desire to own a snow goose spread at all. Or the room, right? <laughs> no, it's like hosting the storage unit you got to do or something. Exactly. I yeah. mean, you got to have a whole other outdoor barn or facility to keep that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Levi said that you will have a turkey bow kill this year. By the way. Oh. It might be news to you. I yes. didn't know that. He's never told me that before. There you go. Um, and in Kansas, you can use crossbows. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, Missouri, I guess you can now too, can't you? Yeah, I don't know. Well, they don't have a separate archery season over here in Missouri, and you got to quit hunting at one, and you can only shoot one bird the first week. Lame. Missouri, lame. Yeah, well, they, but yeah. they, got, they got good numbers. Of we turkeys. got good turkeys, yeah. and we got some rules to follow, and we'll get out there and get at them. Yeah. But, uh, Sean likes turtles. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so decoys and blind hunting loaf this year what kind of what kind of steel were you using this year and uh did you try different things out like shot shot yeah yeah i was using for pretty much the whole season i was shooting black clouds and i was shooting a three inch double b black clouds at geese and three inch two shot at the ducks did you like the way it worked for you this year yeah we're great now what did you shoot last year uh i was shooting federals as well okay so you've shot them for a couple years so you didn't try and switch anything up this year yeah, we got Speed Shock has been a really big hit this year, and Black Cloud is always a, a really big one. And then the TSS. Did you shoot some of the TSS? Yeah, I shot some of the TSS this year, too. Got yeah. to try some of that out. and It's fun. Oh, my gosh. So I was it up. Yeah. Nails the geese. Yeah. I was up in Canada and watched a guy shoot a, a snow goose at about 90 plus. Uh, it went down for sure. And he said he had to leave it by, like, two canoes is what his length was. And I don't know why to use canoes as a measurement, but he said when he was leading it, it's like two canoes length. And you could hear the shot, and then you could hear the impact of the TSS. And then you could watch the bird fall. 
But it's, it's a snow goose, though. Snow yeah. goose, one BB. Yeah. I'm dead. No. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. It's crazy to hear it. Yeah. No. Because it was boom, and it went, and then mm-hmm. and then it fall. But yeah, I shot a I shot a goose at probably 45, 50 yards this year. And just, just stoned it. Stoned it like it was at 20. It's that stuff doesn't mess around. No. no. I shot I shot my turkey last year with some of those TSS turkey loads as well. And those things Oh yeah. They pack a punch. That's what I want to use this year. I've always, you know, been a kind of a bow guy for turkey, but I'm now I'm just I'm just a run out there with a three and a half inch something. TSS or something. I've still got so much Longbeard XR that I bought five years ago. That's, that that's the same I, with me. I got some Longbeard XR that I haven't used up yet. Yeah, because I haven't shot up. Yeah, so I'll shoot that. You if have I to can wait, hold though. out. Yeah, Be if patient. I can hold out. Ah, that's why Nebraska is fun, though. March twenty fifth, it opens up. Really? Yeah, super early. Or I mean, down south, I think. Um, hey, what happened to our feed? What'd you do? Hello, are we still there? We're working on it, guys. We still there? It looks like it's still there. Okay. I said waiting on live live feed or live video, but I don't know if we blocked that or not. Okay. Well, anyway, but yeah, down south, I think Alabama, Mississippi, they open up a little earlier too, but Nebraska's close, and you have connections in Nebraska, so that makes it simple. So it, it's good for those guys that don't want to wait until mid-April, like Kansas or Missouri. Yeah. So what did you – so you kind of – you did a little bit of traveling, not – um, I guess for your hunt season, you did Nebraska and obviously Kansas and what any other states? We went to Missouri. Missouri. But that's kind of that dead area you kind of yeah. hung around in. Yeah. yeah. I'm hoping to do some more traveling next year. Yeah. That's See, Oklahoma would be the one to go. I mean, they got some good waterfowl down there, and it wouldn't be too mm-hmm. far. Oklahoma or Texas would be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Any know. thoughts of going to Canada ever? I'd like to, just to experience it. Yeah. But – it's expensive and I don't know. See, to me, I, I've never been to, I've been to Canada many times, not for waterfowl hunting, but I'm all about, I'd much rather go to like Utah or Montana or places like that because yes, I love to shoot birds, but it's all about just the experience and the idea and all the stories you hear about, like those locations and just mountains in the background with honkers and stuff like that. To me, I value that just as much as, you know, a pile of birds. It's a lot about the experience. I mean, you'll shoot your birds regardless, right? Unless you get severely unlucky, you know, five birds in Canada is the same five birds in the States. But I don't know. Early season geese is something I'd like to try too. South Dakota does that North Dakota. Yeah. How early? I don't like know. Like September? Yeah, there's some that August. are pretty early. I know we have an October early goose in Missouri, but I know that Minnesota and some of them up there have some early goose. Like, oh, yeah. I'm, we're talking like our waterfowl weekend's going on, and people are like, I'm buying goose decoys because tomorrow or like next week I'm going goose hunting. I'm like, it's August, dude. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I want to go shoot geese wearing shorts and a t-shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Crocs. I have, to, I have to figure out the dates on that, but there is some – I think Minnesota's got something like that, or they did, or and I can't remember. Anybody from Minnesota watching, let us know when your early goose season is. Yeah. Wisconsin, Minnesota, somebody up there has an early season. I know they do. No, I was looking online at some cool places like um, San Francisco Bay. That would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Something like I think it was San Francisco Bay. I don't know. Someplace down in California, mm-hmm. kind of by Mexico. See, and I think, too, like I want to go – I mean, we've talked with Mario from FA several times, and he's, they said they've got five or six different subspecies of geese. Man, I'd love to go out there and just stack up four or five different types of geese. Yeah, I like this. Yeah. I just want the big ones. Yeah, the yeah. giant honkers. Yeah, exactly. I we were talking to Bo geese. Brooks. He's like, all right, guys, these guys are talking about the big geese because he's from the Pacific Northwest, too. And he's like, he's like, we get to see all of these cacklers and all these different See, different we don't geese. get that around here. And, then, and he's like, guys, we're talking about the big, like the real big ones. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Because yeah. I think they have some geese out there. Like, oh, there's you know some big geese, but they're really not what we see here in Kansas. We have some. They're not feet the size of your hand. Yeah, wings spread the size of. So we got some guys yours. there. Stephen, yeah. uh, Illinois, September early September 1st. in Minnesota. Mm. Yeah, Illinois, September first through the twelfth. So that's that's I mean that's before our teal. You know, that's if you want to travel and do a little bit of early honker. Oh man, somebody wants to know what the shotgun you're shooting. Oh, Winchester SX4. Okay. SX4. Mm-hmm. You like it? I love it. Yeah, good. We're Benelli guys. Yeah. But, I mean, you got a gun, 
doesn't jam up on you that you like that feels good and you shoot good with it. It doesn't don't matter. Change it. Yeah, it doesn't matter yeah. what it is. It shoots birds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's been beat up though. Oh yeah, I'm real rough on mine. Um, too much probably. But. <laughs> yeah, I've seen you dump water out of it many times. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, it still shoots. Exactly. I've, I'm a little bit too confident. The, my first gun was a Stoger, and if I got water in it or something weird happened, it wouldn't it wouldn't eject the shell right. Yeah. And uh, after and then I jumped into Super Black Eagle, and and then I've been able to I've really put it in some bad situation, and it still runs like a champ. So I'm pretty proud that it that it does that. But I also now I'm probably a little bit more relaxed, relaxed in, in my care when I'm in the field. It, it, Use it guess, as a boat paddle, yeah, break whatever, ice break ice, boat paddle, whatever, sitting in the mud. You know, a lot of guys I see when we sit in like these muddy areas, they'll like get a piece of like a layout, a blind bag where they set their gun on, or they get something, a bunch of grass, and they pad it up for their gun. And mine's like three inches into the mud, and the mud's just all the way up the, the stock and whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mine's mine's got a bent rib and covered in rust. <laughs> it's a uh, but it kills birds. Oh, See, it kills birds. Yeah, mine mine got a little bit. It's an older shotgun, but it got a little bit of uh, rough spots on it. So I, I said, screw it. I'm going to Cerakote it. And then I've done some other accessories to to make it a little bit more bulletproof. So I like mine. Brandon wants to know when you're getting a dog. When I oh, get yeah. Dog. That is going to be. That get, is the debate. You need to get that this spring. That's, see, you know. Where's the debate and with who? <laughs> I've got a, I'm getting married in April. That's uh, why the turkey's going to be a little bit yes. iffy on the, in yeah, April. Yeah, you know, with this whole, like, personal life stuff. It's kind of yeah. getting in the yes. way of hunting. But, yeah, you, you know, I, I do want to get a dog sure. soon. And whether it's to hunt it with this next season, probably not. But hopefully, you know, I'll get a dog. But I want to make sure, like, it's trained well. Because it's got to sit in a kayak with you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My ideal dog that I want to get is a small female yellow lab. Um, that I just like the little ones. I like the, the size of them. They'll work great for my hunting style. They'll retrieve geese. They'll retrieve ducks. And, uh, you know, I, for me, I don't know anything about dog training. I've never owned a dog in my life. So I would probably opt to have a mostly finished dog. And then work with it from there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's you can't go wrong with that. You know, let let a professional that knows what they're doing take care of that. They can educate you a little bit along the way, and then, yeah, you'll have a great dog that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. No, no, nothing wrong with that at all. Do you guys have dogs? No, not yet. I've had dogs over the years, but none of them waterfowl dogs. So that type of training is 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 completely foreign to me. I've got people that have waterfowl dogs i've worked with them a little bit but not to the extent of okay here's a puppy and i'm going to train this dog and it's going to be a finished dog by the time i'm done with it i don't have that level of experience so i would probably go the same route you are personally mostly finished to where like it's got basic commands done but then you can hone in with the dog and get to know it and you know that kind of thing yeah i'm a i'm a diy guy so if I win, or you know, it's not if, but when I when I do something like this, it's gonna be, I'm gonna dive into every book and thing I can get my hands on. And oh it's, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, you know, communicating, work with people in there who've done it, you know, and just dive in head first and try to get it done myself and how I want it to be done, you know. Um, I've seen a lot of good working dogs. I've seen a lot of dogs that aren't, so I definitely know where I want to this path to go but i just when it comes to training i think and the people i've seen train their own dogs you definitely get out of it what you put into it that's for sure that is one of those things now i would probably have a waterfowl dog mostly finished but then i would take it one step further and train that dog to find shed antlers too because that's one thing i love doing especially in the spring coming up real soon you should train a dog to find morels oh i've already thought about that too is that a thing i you don't hear about it but like if, once you get in morels, you can actually smell them. So I, there's no way a dog couldn't smell them. Has anybody ever trained your dog to find morel mushrooms? Please leave a comment if you have. Yeah. You want a shed dog. Oh, right? yeah. Even oh, though yeah. you are a shed dog. Yeah. I'll go, <laughs> I find, do. I'll go find like three for a whole morning when we're out here and, you know, doing work on a deer property. He'll come back like he can't even hold them all. He's just, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you yes. got them everywhere in your hood, you know, like a big armful. And yeah. he just finds them all. One, I, one of my friends, they use duck totes to carry their antlers when they shed hunt. Oh, don't call him that. He'll, he won't see him for eight hours. Just a tip. 
Nice. <laughs> I have not thought about that. That is brilliant. We'll I usually out, just strap him to a backpack. Yeah, we'll go out to the deer property, and we'll either be maybe burning or mowing or getting ready, you know, doing some stuff to get prep for food plots, and we'll spend some time shed shed hunting, and it'll be like an hour's worth. And I'll I'll really strike out, and I'm just – and Aaron will be in the walking in the weirdest places, and it's just – He's got a pile. The whole bucket full just everywhere. It's, it's I love it. Funny. It's well, one, it's just fun to walk in the woods and it's exercise. And two, you've been cooped up all winter. So, because from like basically the end of January to the first of March, February just sucks. Mm-hmm. There's nothing to do. It's before turkey season. I'm not a snow goose guy, so you've been cooped up for a month. But spring, everything's coming to life. If you're if you got a deer property, walking, looking for sheds, man, that really gets you out and you learn more about the property. You find the bedding areas, you find the food sources, the trails going back and forth to and from, new mm-hmm. potential stand sites. I love it. Yeah. It's good for the deer. Oh yeah. And you and you find out who survived the season. The Orange Army. <laughs> who survived the Orange Army? Yes. The orange army. That's exactly right. So what do we got here? More comments. So, I mean, he was a guy, he was asking who has an SX4, just like you. He was asking about what, I mean, how often do you oil it and that kind of stuff. Um, Let's see, he's up here. I think I read that one. Yeah. He's never used a gas system. He's just asking how often you oil it. And then uh, somebody else is jumping in. Saying the the gas system is dirty, but definitely easier to shoot. Less recoil. So your follow-ups are better. Mm-hmm. Um, so when it comes down to cleaning my gun, you know, once every two, three weeks I'll clean it. Um, if I notice it's getting really dirty, then I'll go ahead and clean it then. But most of the time it's not too bad. And um, Mine usually gets a once-over after the season, or if I think I'm taking it turkey hunting, a once-over after turkey season so it's clean from like – the first of June to about the first of September, and then after that it's teal season and uh, duck and goose, and then it it never really gets cleaned. Yeah, I haven't noticed anything too bad with the gas system. Um, I like it; it shoots great. I shot my buddy's Beretta. I think he's got the A three hundred. And comparing my Winchester to that Beretta, they're both gas operated guns, but the Winchester does not kick as hard. And it's really? a, I think it's a little lighter, too. Interesting. Because usually the lighter gun will, I think, kick a little bit more than a heavier one, I would say. Uh, isn't that right? Um, but I was, where was I going with that? I I clean my gun three or four times a season, probably. Um, but like Aaron was talking about, like, one of the spots we hunted last year, and we still have hunted it, we had to, like, wade through, like, almost, like, you almost filling up your waiter level, and usually I have my gun over my shoulder and it's getting soaked. So I don't like it to sit at home that bad. So um, it's about you know three to four times a season I'll clean it, and then. Uh, but when I'm out there, I'm throwing you know the protecting the gun from getting dirty is all out the window. I'm just I'm there to hunt, and it's going to get put wherever it needs to be put, and it's going to get muddy, filled with water, whatever. You know. Yeah, I was going to say, and I always keep mine in the case in the jet sled. There's a lot of times you didn't. It would oh, go on no. the bottom of the jet sled and then decoys on it. and then. Yeah, I didn't. A lot of times the gun <laughs> case didn't even leave the, the room. You know, it's <laughs> like the gun just, you know, just went along over my shoulder and yeah. got out to the, put thrown in the sled. And, yeah. It's what it is. And it still works, though, man. Yeah. So, yeah, what's what's next? Snow goose and then turkey. And yep. fishing. And fishing. then fishing. Yeah. I didn't do any fishing. You do a lot of fishing. I mean. I try to. Yeah. yeah. He's about to start kayak fishing. Mm-hmm. Hey. I got into crappie fishing last year. I used to be big into bass fishing. And I said, you know, I want to try crappie fishing. And I started doing it. I'm like, wow, this is pretty fun. Yeah. Well, that and they taste a lot better. They taste yeah. really good. Oh, I'm not a big fish eater. What? Really? Yeah. I, I mainly just throw them back. Oh. Man, I crappies. Do for, I do it for fun. That, there's nothing wrong with that. Hey, you man. go fishing with me, you can take my fish. Okay, ditto. Deal, deal. I love crappie. They're so good. Fresh crappie, fresh merel mushrooms in the spring. Oh, I'll do the mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. That, we don't even talk about the trifecta there. Is like, yes. you know, like spring turkey, crappie, and fried mushrooms yes. all in one day. Oh, yeah. It can be done. It can be done. I've been a part of that before, and it's amazing. Yeah, we've definitely been turkey hunting to where, like, after we're done turkey hunting, we're catching crappie. Like, mm-hmm. the, like we didn't even leave that area. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, the trifecta. That's yeah. 
It's so good. We got a random question. They're just asking if we do a podcast later in the day. We normally do, but we got this one had. We kind of got. We didn't know if we were going to do it live, but we were going to do it today here early in the morning. Um, this podcast will be posted on YouTube. On YouTube, and you can watch it later on Facebook, and you can listen to it like in your car mm-hmm. on on a. On our Rogers podcast, and that'll sure. go so what, we, next Wednesday or something. Yeah, Apple Podcast, Stitcher, yeah, Stitcher Google, yeah, whatever. Google Spotify, podcast. it'll be on all of them, so you can listen to it there. But if you want to watch it, obviously it'll be on Facebook. It'll live there forever. It'll get posted on YouTube next week as well, so you can watch it there. But yeah, Josh, um, I, we really don't do a lot of live podcasts. It's just when we have the opportunity to have someone here, we'll just boom, we'll. Th- Whip one out, and we surprised Josh with one. He's like, "All right, live." Sure, I cool. thought we were just recording yeah. it, and then you're like, "We're going to turn the cameras on." Uh, yeah, go. why not? I'm like, all right. So, but yeah, it's always fun. People like to watch them. So, anything else interesting happened this year? Kind of season review. Um, just black cloud, three inch PBs, and a lot of goose on the loaf pond. Um, see a lot of specs? No. No, not a lot of specs in my area. Really, we saw a I, whole bunch. I thought last the last weekend. video I saw that you posted, there were specs. I could hear them in there, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Nah, this this give this this go with the geese. We're not yeah. worried about the specs." Well, the specs weren't in season when I filmed that video. Oh yeah. So we had a bunch of cacklers and specs working us. I'm like, um, I don't like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't do so they weren't in season, two, huh? Two hawkers come in at yep. 25. I don't know. For me, this year, this season was probably one of the poorer seasons for me personally just i didn't get a lot of hunting done um i was really busy and committed in the three weather fronts we had so i really didn't get out much and other than that i mean all the birds in this area seem to find those small holes of water in neighborhood ponds city lakes um just up north of here you know uh, outside of the, the the metro people have you know a two acre lot and they've got a half acre just pond next to their house. And if any of that small water never freezes up, they never go to the big water where we hunt. So yeah, they're just sitting in backyards, city ponds, parks, neighborhood ponds. And that's what I ran into. And it just wasn't a good season for me. So 2020 is going to be a better year. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully public land is better this year because most of the public land that I hunt and I know really well, it was underwater all summer long. It never got planted or anything. There was no vegetation in it mm. at all. So, no ducks. Yeah. This wasn't attractive anymore. No. And, I mean, sure, the little bit of wild stuff will grow up in it, but it's nothing like, you know, the corn, the millet, the beans, the well, anything that get planted that yeah, and, row crops. Yeah, and a lot of the marshes that I hunt, they don't plant that in there. So, it's a lot of just natural smart weed and barnyard grass and aquatic vegetation that the ducks love but in order for that to grow it has to be dry yep. yes yep. and then it has to get sunlight and if it's under four feet of water no, there, you're not getting any of that there's happening. so much stuff that they eat that we don't even think about or we don't little, even know little bugs in the water snails bugs but like even the in the type of uh, like vegetation that we don't I don't you know I don't even know the name of all of it but they you know that some of that natural stuff is good but like you said you got to have it's got to grow at the right time naturally, and it's got to, you know. If there's no food, there's no ducks. Facts. So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully we don't get everything flooded out again in the Midwest this year. Well, it was tough. And we're in better shape this time of year than we were last year, I think. We haven't had as much snow and no, not at all. and weather. The only thing that worries me is I, I haven't paid attention to the snowfall that they had in Montana, North Dakota, and South Dakota because that all dumps into the Missouri, that snow melt. And then if we get, you know, 30 inches of rain in March and April on top of that, something crazy like that, then you've got the snow melt and all of that. And that's what killed us last year. Mm-hmm. Not only all the rain, but all the snow melt. So anybody watching up in Montana, North Dakota, South Dakota, how's your snow situation? Are you going to... I mean, is it going to be absurd? Of course, and then a lot of that, too, people want to blame the Corps of Engineers for, you know, holding the water and then dumping it out all at once on the dam systems along the river. It, it's a mess. Yeah. Well. I don't have it figured out. So hopefully we don't have as much. We had highways knocked out and stuff. Literally yeah. knocked out. Interstates closed. Yeah. That was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it um, was. So this guy, Chad, he's got a mushroom walleye turkey. Poor man's screen slam. Hey, I'll take that too. I, I'll, I'll take the walleye. <laughs> yeah, you I'll, can take the crappie. <laughs> yeah, 
Walleye's yeah. so good. But, yeah. yeah, we don't have a lot of walleye around here. I mean, no, there's certain to... lakes in Kansas and Missouri where you can find them, but mm. not common. Deeper spring-fed lake. Yeah. Yeah. You can get some. We have a lake north of here, Smithville, that they're there. But you got to really – you got to know, know your stuff, and you'll have to be really going after them. But we find in the, the turkey season, it's like the crappie are just, like, easy. You can turn around – if they got crappie there, you can turn around any body of water and you can usually find out where they're at pretty quick. Well, and I think, too, in the spring, um, it's a good time to get kids outdoors because turkey hunting, it's kind of like waterfowl hunting. You don't have to sit still. You don't have to be quiet. You don't have to be scent free. So a lot of kids like to turkey hunt, but crappie fishing so good for kids, too, because you get into them. It's a lot of action. It's not like bass you're not, fishing. You're not fishing if you take the kid. <laughs> you're the one taking the fish off the hook. True story. But they the enjoy minnow it. on. But they boom, enjoy it. Do it again. Worms, minnows, they love it. So, but yeah. it's it's constant action. The crappie, usually, if you're in a school of them. But yeah. So, what else? I'm trying to think. Uh, Anything going on at Rogers? I mean, we uh, just kind of keeping up with uh, all the all the orders. We had a great holiday season. We appreciate everything you guys did. But uh, yes, thank you. Our snow goose flyer went out, and so our season starts tomorrow. So anybody wanting to go out there and give their best shot of trying to add some full bodies or socks or whatever, you know. Um, we got the snow goose flyer out with a bunch of deals there. And then, you know, we have a in-store fishing event coming up at the end of the month. You'll see more about that next week. And if you guys want to see the turkey flyer, it's going to be here about the same time in a month, you know, right at the beginning, last little bit of February, early March is when our turkey flyer, and it's just for turkey and I didn't realize how much decoys we carry for turkey decoys. We carry a ton. Holy cow. We got done with all the decoys in the flyer, and it was like four pages more than we did last year. That's um, right. Wow. Digital-only flyer, kind of like the Snow Goose flyer, not print, but we'll we'll have links to very it. Very interactive. You can click on it and go in and all this stuff. But uh, in this one, I have decoys, turkey ammo, turkey vest, turkey ground clothing, blinds. ground blinds, chairs, turkey chairs. All the good stuff, foot, some footwear, you know, that stuff. TSS. Yep, some turkey TSS, some third Recommend. degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Third uh, degrees. Third thing, degrees? Oh, yeah. So that's the blend. I was thinking about that one, too. You could do the straight TSS, or you could do a third degree, which has TSS. It has five, the, sixes, and sevens. Yeah, and it has the uh, flight stopper mm-hmm. pellet, and it has copper plate, all three, five, six, seven. It's a pretty, pretty gnarly little load there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely is. I, I, I've not shot all of that. Like I said, I've got the Longbeard XR that I've had for, I couldn't tell you how long, like the first year it came out. And then I just, I bow hunt all my turkeys, but I stoned a turkey at 51 yards a couple years back with it. And it's probably been about four years, but yeah, just stoned one. Yeah. And it's one thing that's fun for me is, is the next page after turkey uh, ammo is uh, turkey chokes. And we have some TSS chokes. We have some 410 TSS chokes. Better because that's a new. It's a thing. These youth are now using four tens and TSS, and they can kill any turkey a twelve gauge could. Oh yeah. You know, so we got some four ten TSS turkey chokes. We have all the big, you know, Indian Creek Jebs, Patternmaster, all these. Carlson's. You know, Carlson's is a, Carlson's is the bigger one, like with the more options, you know. But um, they have a TSS, they have an extended turkey, and they have a imported extended turkey, and they have a long beard specific one too. Uh, so they have, and then some Primos too. There's a lot of options there, and you can really buy a choke kind of made for your load. And then, and when I say that, the guys at Carlson, when they make a long beard choke, they are using long beard, and they are trying all sorts of different things to find the best pattern. So they've done a lot of homework for you. Mm-hmm. You know, you can, you know, the turkey guys buy their, buy their ammo, buy their choke, and they shoot it at a turkey. You know, shoot and see paper target, and they get to see, okay, here's, you know. Here's my spread density. Did I did I hit really well? Where did I hit? Did I hit high left or anything like that? But Carlson, they look at that certain load, whether it's long beard or TSS, and they find that right that right choke, and they kind of done a lot of inf- uh, work for you. And uh, yeah, Primos has a TSS choke. Um, it's just kind of cool, a little bit different than waterfowl. Not not too much, but waterfowl we have, you know, ported, non-ported, uh, you know, extended. Um, different everybody's got their different rating they call it mid and long some call it by the diameter yeah mm-hmm. what do you use for ducks mainly mid-range long range yeah, i shoot everything with mid-range yeah did i what we missed some questions here oh 
Uh, yeah, guys saying we're talking about. For it. Yeah. All right, so Dan is asking about the Rogers A-frame. So the Rogers Goosebuster three-man blind. We talked about it at the beginning of this podcast, but uh, we did really well with it. Josh got got one real early and used it the whole season. Uh, we had a, a ton, um, about a thousand of them, and we sold out. We sold out in December, I think. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I think I I got easily twenty hunts minimum out of that thing in the season because I hunted with it from teal season all the way yeah, to now. You were one of the first to get a hold of it because yeah. yeah, and you're yeah you're hunting it in teal season so, um, we're they're gonna get back in. I just don't have them right now for snow goose guys, which it sucks, but um, we got stuff working for next year. Was um, it, didn't you guys have a sale on a blind earlier this week? Yeah, it was probably the all. Well, we did Altan and AVNX A frame. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So so if you're not a part of the email blast that we do. Get you, signed up for that. Or you constantly scroll our feed. Yeah. One of the ways you get signed up for the email blast or look at our feed sometimes. We'll have A-frame blinds on sale. We'll have layout blinds on sale. And all sorts of different decoys and steel shot and all sorts of good stuff. So the easiest uh, way to get signed up for our email blast right now would be as if you go to the rogersportingas.com, the homepage, and I think if you just scroll to the bottom, you can enter your email address right there. But our email blast, we're putting out three to four emails a week, and it's like the best deals. As soon as we're like, oh, we're going to put this on sale, boom, we add it to an email blast, and it goes out right then and there. So if you get our emails, you're going to know when something, when the price drops, as soon as it drops. So, um, and like when we don't have a current flyer going on, that's the best way to, to get that deal is when we send out a couple emails a week. So definitely get signed up for that, and you'll, you'll be notified. So, um, yeah, you so, won't yeah. miss out on deals. That's what happened to the Rogers three-man goosebuster blind. We we had we had a ton and sold out. Yeah. Is what it is. This is our first year with it, so that's good. Yeah, you, and you never know. First year on a product, you're like, oh, it may do well, it may not, and it did really well. So, And you liked it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I like it better than the Avian. Yeah. And we're we're getting better we're getting better and better every year with it. So we got we'll have some modifications, but uh we, we felt like it did pretty well mm-hmm. once we got it dialed in. Um but yeah. So everybody watching too, if you're if you hunt fields, are you A frame style, you know, bigger frame blind that hunts three to four, or are you layouts? Because we make a lot of layouts too. I'm just I feel like it's trending frame blind but i you know you might not realize how many people are still running the, the layout blind i feel like i need thing. to do a facebook poll on it yeah that'd be a good one that'd be yeah. a good facebook poll i know you did one the other day about who's going to win the super bowl and 77 percent of people got it right 77 percent of people got picked the chiefs and that's been pretty fun you've been here most of your life mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so you're a big chiefs fan right no no <laughs> i'm not a big football guy oh honestly. okay I figured you'd be diehard Chiefs if you lived here your whole life. Nah. Yeah. Yeah. But I'll watch no the game if it's on. I don't really follow sports. Yeah. We Surprisingly, have. I know. <laughs> you follow ducks, right? Oh, ducks yeah. And geese. I follow ducks. <laughs> yeah. We had some fun. It was a pretty good weekend. Everybody's kind of been on a kind of lighter step, a little bit of high all week, you mm-hmm. know, just stoked. But, yeah, the Chiefs, Chiefs did it. Pretty fun. Let's see. So, yeah, Clark just asked if you ever hunt four out of it. We advertise our Goosebuster three-man as a three-person blind because that's what we feel is safe and very comfortable, comfortable to Com- hunt out of. Um, I've hunted four out of it. Yeah. Josh has hunted four you out of that. You just better blind. have small friends. Yeah. Or you better be good friends. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that too. Yeah. No, three is the best. Actually, two is the best. Yeah. If you can put two of them together and you're hunting four guys, but – you can fit four. It's just not as comfortable. Sure. We called it, th- I mean, you know, the reason we called it three because we didn't want people with four thinking they could squeeze five. Yeah. Because. <laughs> uh, not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So if you're hunting a group of five guys, which four and five happens a lot, um, you know, we recommend two blinds. And even if you have four guys and two blinds, that, the two blind look really makes you look like a ditch that's overgrown or you know a bunch of bales or whatever you know the the wider that gets the more natural it looks it doesn't just look like this random eight foot blob. piece of blob of grass you know yeah. the wider it gets it starts to look like it's really set up you know maybe it's a 
a mound of dirt, you know, that's just covered in a bunch of grass that's been there forever. Yeah. But, uh, so something about fitting like five guys in two A-frames, it gives you room if you have a dog. I know guys keep their dogs inside the A-frames, but it also leaves you room for a grill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always wanted to do that. Never have. You never have? No. We did that You're too busy calling and, and killing birds. Filming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we have a couple hunts a year. We're just like, all right, guys, this is, this is the hunt. We're going to be out here longer. All right, we're bringing the, the skillet and the grill. It's and more all about the, hanging out in food than it is killing birds. Yeah. We're just like, this is what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to have a great time. We're going to laugh and call some ducks. and Might shoot some, might not, but it's... But other than that, you know, we have really good breakfast burritos. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what it is. Yeah, and we don't forget the, the hot sauce. We do, we do it all. Yeah, literally all of it. It's good. So anything else that we want to talk about? I'm trying to think. So I'm kind of interested, in, and you can comment here, but, you know, what are some of the breakfasts, one of the weird ones, you know, that people cooked up? You know, I feel like it's always eggs, bacon. We did the tortilla and made, a, made some burritos, but, I mean, anybody done, like, sausage gravy in and a oh, I'm like, sure. Yeah. That sounds amazing. And why are you talking about this at lunchtime? <laughs> it's 12.03, yeah. Oh. Our time. I've had boiled peanuts. Really? That sounds really good. Boiled peanuts are awesome. Really? You ever had them? No. Oh. I, I might have. I don't re- recall having them. Yeah, last last season there was a gas station in town that sold boiled peanuts. So you'd fill up a big styrofoam cup with, with you and take them with you. I don't know that I've ever had them. I've heard of them and I've seen them. I just don't know that I've ever personally eaten them. They're awesome. I wish they sold them in gas stations. You know, I know like down south, it's, you go into yeah. gas stations, they got crock pots with them in there. Yeah, it's just not a thing here. No. Hmm. Unfortunate. Yeah. Any big plans for outdoor limits this year, 2020? Other than, I mean, the personal life, but I mean, as far 2020. as 2020. Well, I'd like to travel a little bit more, and knock some stuff off the list. That's main thing. Maybe a dog. So we'll and, and the guys, we had a lot of guys on your earlier following that, that who say they watch your channel. So you're saying coming up, yeah, so a little bit of some crappie kayak fishing, so a little bit of some turkey, if you can get it in around you know, all the stuff you got going on. And then you, we didn't talk about it, but you're going to talk about some of the gear that you use all year, some new reviews, so they can get kind of like what's your thought. I mean, you put some of these decoys, some of these blinds through the ringer this year. Yeah. Now you get to say, hey. This Here's is how what, it held up. This is what happened. This is what I thought. And this is how, you know, mm-hmm. things went down. So that's what your guys can watch. Um, and apparently you're going to kill a turkey with a bow. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently that's coming up in 2020. <laughs> Found yes. that out on this live stream. Thanks, Levi. Yeah. Thanks, Levi. Yeah. For sure. So, guys, if you're watching the live. Outdoor Limits. Outdoor Limits right here. Um, and then if you guys are looking for some sales on some snow goose stuff. Right there. Um, That's the front page of the website, isn't it? Yeah, it you is. click right hey, there. show them where to sign up for the yeah, mailer. Yeah, scroll all the way oh, down. Yeah. Right there. Right there. Right there. You guys see that? So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, Snow Goose Flyer, sign up for the email. Right there, the website. And then if you ever want to look at some stuff, all sorts of good waterfowl hunting stuff that he does right there. Solid entertainment. Yeah. Ah, subpar. <laughs> As most most of the comment section would say, sub, yeah. subpar trash. Yeah. Eh, whatever. The guy's asking you to come up to South Dakota, so. Hey. Yeah. There but, you go. Uh, yeah. That early honker season, huh? That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. Get a head start on things. What yeah. about, I mean, but I love dove hunting. Oh, oh I do too. That's, yeah. the, little, that's the deal breaker. With those me. little chicken nuggets, they're so good. I, I love yeah, those flying chicken nuggets. Yeah, if you guys like dove hunting, he has a pretty good dove video last oh, year. Yeah. That was a good one. Hunting over that little little thing of water just oh, on the top of the hill or whatever. little puddle. That was yeah. awesome. I didn't shoot a single duck last year. He was duck hunting. You didn't? No. Where were you, where were you at? Kansas and some terrible spots, really? apparently. Oh, geez. He was, you were in Kansas, mm-hmm. and he had some water, and you had mojos, and you, you said you thought you were duck hunting for doves. Yeah. No, they'd come in and yeah. cup up just like a duck on a little pond. That All was right. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's what I want at uh, doves. I had a pretty good dove shoot the year before, but last year was just nothing yeah all right guys well we're over an hour so yeah we've we've been on here talking about duck hunting turkey hunting crappie fishing and, and dove food hunting, and, now and food it's, and it's lunchtime yes at least here in central that's you guys listening might be hungry too so you're, get you're, some you're welcome peanuts. for that yeah. <laughs> get some boiled peanuts yes 
All right. Well, All right, we're going to get out of here. Thanks for being here, Josh. We yeah, appreciate no it. Problem. Thank thanks you. for having me. Yeah, check it out. Outdoor Limits is a pretty cool place to, to get lost in some duck hunting videos. Get lost in the sauce. Yeah. Yes. Go down uh, that YouTube rabbit hole and yep. get dove into the For sure. channel. All right, guys. We'll see you next time. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you did, go ahead and give us a subscribe. That way you're going to get a notification every time we put out a new podcast. Chandler, what else should they do? Go to our uh, social media pages and give us a like on Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. Uh, get us subscribed to YouTube channel. We do uh, product reviews there. If we do a live or a recorded video podcast, we'll put them up on YouTube also. And then uh, giveaways is a great part of our social media as well. And then we just want to thank you guys for what you guys do and support us so we can do stuff like this. Yeah, if you guys wasn't for you guys' support, we couldn't keep doing the podcast or all the social media and the videos you guys love. Yeah, so thank you.